Welcome to episode 30 of the Firefish Recruitment Podcast. For this special episode, our CEO Wendy herself will be in the hot seat. She'll be offering recruiters and business owners some much needed advice on how to keep client relationships going through the COVID-19 crisis. As a CEO who has more than 20 years experience leading businesses through economic turbulence and has previously pulled her own recruitment agency through a recession, Wendy's experience and her perspective is invaluable at a time like this. This podcast was originally recorded on the Crowdcast platform, so you may hear some questions being answered throughout. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Good afternoon, everybody, and it's wonderful to see so many people registered and live with us today. Um, We are very excited to be uh, coming out to you today um, on the first of one of the Firefish Crowdcasts. We're going to be doing a series of these over the next few weeks during this challenging time uh, at two-week intervals. So we look forward to seeing you not just today, uh, but in the next few weeks as well. My name is Matt Jelly. Um, I'm a Senior Growth Specialist at Firefish Software. Um, And today, the Crowdcast is all about how to keep your client relationships going during COVID-19. And I'm delighted to be joined by none other than the chief fish at Firefish Software, Wendy McDougall. Um, And many of you will know Wendy. Uh, She is a powerhouse, a wonderful lady. Um, She set up Firefish 10 years ago, has grown it into a very successful uh, recruitment CRM company. Um, She's previously worked as commercial director running virtual teams. Um, She's also previously set up and built her own tech companies, take them to successful sale. She's weathered two recessions, so she's got an awful lot of advice to give. She's recently been doing daily diaries um, from the CEO's perspective, um, as I say, through this challenging time and giving a lot of advice out on LinkedIn. So what I want to do really is kick off this session Um, seeing as she has so much advice and knowledge, really, by saying and asking a question that I'm sure is on the tip of uh, a lot of your tongues, and that is, Wendy, during this period when we're seeing economic decline, we've got a pandemic, which is something that, you know, none of us have ever seen before. What the fuck are we going to (laughs) do? Great. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for that intro, Mr. Jelly. Yeah. Um, Thanks all for coming in as well. Yeah, that is a a very good question to start with. Um, So I think the first thing is we've got to stop panicking and we've got to get to a level of acceptance quite quickly. You know, as you've said there, I've gone through a couple of recessions or, you know, one main recession and and this is very different. Um, So nobody's really gone through a recession that's health related and that is the key um the key to this change but but there is a route through and it's just finding that route um and i suppose that's what i'm trying to do is is help people that haven't maybe been through this before um to to find their way um so i think right now this will help people to from a recruitment point of view to really figure out whether or not you've got recruitment in your blood because if you've got recruitment in your blood you will come back fighting from this and there and there will be positive outcomes because although 
the recruitment industry hits hard and it's one of the first to get hit. Um, we're also the first to bounce back. So, you know, certainly I think that the recruiters that make this through and still want to be in the game, um, as soon as we can get to looking forward, um, deal with today and deal with, you know, what's happening currently, but move your head zone into looking forward. It's going to be a really exciting ride. Well, that sounds um, fantastic as, a, as an intro, Wendy, and I'm, uh, you know, interested to um, sort of hear more. Um, I mean, in terms of questions from me, um, you know, that, that's about it. And uh, what I want to do now is uh, go over to the audience um, and see what you uh, may have a suggestion. So, I mean, please put some questions in the chat bar. Um, also, you've got an ask a question option at the bottom of the page. Please uh, put some uh, thoughts in there, any questions that you might have. Um, and in fact, before we go on to the um, uh, questions from the audience, um, there is something I think that would be quite useful to sort of uh, touch on actually thinking about it. Um, and that's, you know, at this period in time, you know, and what we're going through, you know, what does it actually look like? What does, you know, keeping a client relationship actually look like at the moment? So... The reason why I wanted to sort of talk about client relationships is that um, timing is also a big thing here. Um, you know, for the last couple of weeks since we've all sort of gone home, you'll probably find that a lot of your businesses are very much focused internally and your clients will be exactly the same just now. So um, there is a good time for the relationship to start getting built into and and things that I'll, I'll talk about in a minute um, that you can start to do. But be very aware that you know their your clients and customers head are definitely internal they've just probably had to mobilize you know if it's an hr head of hr they've just probably had to mobilize thousands of people um they've got to then try and get them all working um you know this has been the largest world the world's largest experiment of home home working um ever um so the last thing you want to be doing is annoying your customer because that could do more damage than than good with your customer relationships just now but but slowly when that settles in and you know when some hard decisions have probably been made with them um, you know using furlough and um having to cut things back down because every company is going to have to do that in order to get through um at that stage then they'll they'll have the headspace to really um develop great you know great relationships with you um and, and deepen those relationships so i think there's a great opportunity here um what the clients uh, you know what what the actual client engagement looks like um you know i think i've kind of sort of broken it down into sort of four main areas that i i've been thinking about um and the one that's particularly interesting is that the sense of community that's coming out you know with the 2008 recession it was just basically a lockdown um, and actually, you know, customers didn't want to talk to you. It was just like, no, thanks. You're a supplier, arms reach. Um, I'll talk to you when I, I want to recruit again. But but this one, there is such a different sense of we're all in this together. We're all wanting to make sure everybody's OK. Um, and, and, and that's that's really good um, because that will also allow you to take this time to have perhaps less relationships with a, a wider order, but but deeper relationships with your customers that um, you know you want to be progressing with in the future. Um, so I think having a strategy of really getting using this time to understand um, as their ideas shape what their company, what their teams, what their strategy is going to be like coming out. You know, recruiters are there to rebuild. 
Um, so you're very valuable and you can offer advice to them there. So I think ensuring that you've got that one to one relationship with the clients that you want to be supporting coming out of this um, is, is a really good one. You know, you're going to have negative clients as well and you're going to have clients that will just um, not treat you as a partnership do you know what I feel like ditch them you know fine move on um and really focus on the ones that are going to work with you in partnership going forward so I think that sense of community is definitely one of the the strategies um the next one we've had in the industry um such a difference between service transactional um you know one minute it's high service next minute everybody's trying to do it themselves and build the tools up and, and i think it's been really interesting to watch over the years how that's bounced from one to the next um and in my opinion coming out we're moving probably from where we were going before COVID-19 was quite transactional in our relationships. Um, you know, it was getting the cost down and trying to sort of deliver the tools. I think after we bounce back, if, you know, it's going to be much more high touch again and service is really going to matter. There's going to be such a sense of loyalty coming through this that they, they, they will want to work with the suppliers that really support them. Um, so, I think it's going to be high touch. Um, I think you should be looking at your service offerings as to, you know, getting more involved in sort of organizational structure, strategies of teams, um, you know, the way that they recruit is going to be completely different. Um, you know, the, the winners are going to be um, developing online recruitment strategies for their clients um, and, and sort of different ways of, of, of organizing virtual teams. Um, so unfortunately, you're probably going to end up getting into a situation where you're going to be providing more service up front um, for little cost um, until that sort of comes back again. But it will be worthwhile in doing that. Um, and, and I think, you know, the, the key players and the winners will come through that are best placed to deliver that. Um, next one, I think, is really the brand. Um, this was a trend that I was really behind um, this year and also will be going into next year anyway. Um, but I think COVID-19 really um, enhances that, this in terms of being one of your key strategies. Your brand is so important right now. Um, the, the, the brand will carry you through and, and how you communicate, how you um, deal with your employees, how you deal with your part, everything is, everything is getting judged right now. Um, and and the ones that are able to manage through this, but with empathy and support for all their key sort of stakeholders will, will really come out winners. I mean, we've already seen some really bad examples. Um, you know, OK, everybody up in Scotland, um, I'm not sure if anybody uh, out west would know of this, but on the news, you know, there was a hotel up in Aviemore. It was a tourist hotel. I understand the stress and strain that the tourist industry will be out uh, about, but, um, you know, Coyland Bridge Hotel, you know, they they were all their staff are um, from Europe um, or a large percentage of them were. And, you know, one day they just basically came in before even the government jobs retention scheme was announced and said, that's it. We're show, you know, we're closing our doors away. You go. These guys were homeless. They were just turfed out. They then couldn't get back to their homes because all the travel was um, getting shot. Now, now, that is awful. And I really think that they have destroyed their brand, their relationship with their customers. Nobody is going to support that brand in the way out or when we're out of this as well. So that, that just shows you 
how you can turn this from, you know, hopefully being a positive player in the market rather than a negative player that will do damage. Um, and that just leads to my last one as well with um, what everybody um, should be doing just now is that, and this is so hard because I understand sort of some of the pain, the anxiety that everybody will be sharing in the market in the last two year, uh, two weeks. But, you know, having a positive attitude, um, finding the, the, the initiative and the innovation and the creativity that I know that all recruiters have there and using that now um, will will really matter. That gives strength to your clients. If they feel that somebody is on the other side that is strong for you, then then that's going to really lift them up. Um, and you can start to turn those negative calls that they're probably going through into real positive ones. So so I think those are the four areas that if I was sitting there um, running a recruitment, you know, my recruitment business through this, that's what I would be focusing on right now. And Wendy, I mean, that that is gold, certainly in terms of uh, knowledge, insight, and advice um, on those points, um, and in you know real life examples of what's going on right here, right now, and will continue for you know a certain period of time as well. Um, and it throws to me a number of different questions that I could ask you out of that. Um, but but what I'm going to ask you next really is more from a, the perspective of you as a business owner. Um, and the fact that 10 years ago you set up Firefish, it was your baby then, you built it up, you built it up in terms of the teams, the employees to, you know, the great company that it is now. And it's kind of a massive side swipe that is coming in. And I know that a lot of the audience will be, um, you know, work within organizations, but also be, you know, business owners themselves that have gone through that journey, that, you know, that, that tough and sometimes arduous journey of building that company it up with, with great pride. Um, so... I suppose my question really coming out of this is, you know, how, how are you feeling? You know, you own a business and, you know, you're getting whacked left, right and centre. Yes, you know, you're looking after, you've got to look after your employees, your clients, but, you know, how, how are you? So today I'm good, um, but um, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, and I suppose many people that know me probably say I don't tend to show too many emotions, um, but certainly I've, I've found it really hard to... Um, hold them back in the last two and a half weeks. I think there's been, today's the first day I actually, I feel like we're turning a corner. We know, I've done everything I needed to do up to this date. And now I can start to progress forward. Sort of the acceptance is here. But before that, um, you know, there, there's been bad days and there's been worse days is how I would describe it. Um, I think by Friday, um, you are just so drained um, by the whole, whole week of it as well um because you you have to do so many things so quickly like everybody will be seeing um i think one of the worst days for me was probably like most business owners you probably find that you are two weeks three weeks ahead of everybody else so that monday that i came in um what so what two three three mondays ago um and i brought everybody in donuts and um you know the aquarium if everybody sort of knows our company is is really uh, part of our culture you know it's um we've we've made a, a really good working space for us there um and that day that I sort of told everybody look enjoy your day today because this is the last day in the office we're we're, we're moving home uh, to work you know work at home for 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 um as of today and and I think when everybody you know at four o'clock said right just take whatever you need your office chair your double screens your mouse whatever you need and that to me um, was one of the hardest days um, because I just I just felt like we were packing the business up. Now, I know that that's not the case. 
God, I'm getting emotional already. Um, I knew that that wasn't the case. And I knew that, you know, we had done everything up to this date to have a really strong business. So, you know, we will go forward. And I, I, I'm really excited about where Firefish will come out at the other end. But that feeling at the end, um, you know, I, I remember when everybody had um, sort of left, Vicky, my friend and head of happiness, um, who helps me, has has been a great support in the last two weeks from an HR point of view as well. But, you know, we we just sort of sat there and looked at one another and, um, yeah, that, that was hard. Um, and I think that was also hard because I also knew then what was coming next and what I had to do because... Um, you know, you've got to kick into gear. It's your job. You've got to steer this ship through. Um, and then, of course, having to realise and get the business into a situation where you do have to cut costs. You've got to support everybody. Everyone's looking for something from you. Um, but you've got to look after your employees as well. And you've got to make sure you do that with grace and with empathy and with support. Um, so I think if anybody can get through all of that at the same time, you know, um, well done. But how I feel um, varies on each day, Matt. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it does, and uh, and I know it does, um, and I'm sure the audience really appreciate you know giving such a sort of candid and and real sort of response and answer there, um, and that I think has shone through also in your your diaries, your daily diaries, which I'll ask you about a bit more in a moment if that's okay, because we've had loads of questions coming in, and I do want to sort of tap into them, um, and interestingly, the first two that have come through are sort of both around similar areas, and that's sales conversations. Um, so the first one is from Ben, you know, uh, a one-liner, how do you approach sales conversations at this time? Um, I'll couple that with the, the second one, which is coming from Andrew Dunn, um, which is, you know, a bit more detail around it. What is the best way to approach new business calls over the next few weeks? Um, I am an independent niche recruiter. How do I broach the subject of my large competitors having furloughed so many staff? And he would like to now pick up that slack. So, um, any thoughts on that, Wendy, at all? Yeah, I think they're great questions, first of all. Thanks. Um, I think my big thing right now is you can't sell, unless unless you're in a marketplace like, you know, drivers or FMCG and there is a demand there and people are looking for you to deliver. Um, I, I'm sorry, but just now your sales tactic is, is not to go out and sell. You know, I, I got an example today, um, you know, somebody through LinkedIn, and I get one of these bad examples pretty much every day. You know, but this one here is like, Wendy, what is the biggest obstacle you are facing right now? And when or when it comes to getting new business? Well, let me think about that. You know, really? Um, and that's just, again, about timing and wrong messages. It's just going to kill your market. So, you know, I think it was Ben that was asking about your sales techniques. Um, it's about being there. It's about being supportive. It's about adding value. So it's not, it's still being present but it's not going in and saying you know how can I help you they are not going to be recruiting right now okay take that and if they are great that's a bonus because you will find if you're a hunter you'll find opportunities we're still closing deals right and we will find opportunities but we don't ever approach somebody right now as though they want to buy now okay so I think that's very 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 big the other one to the furlough and the bigger companies you know 
I look at all my competitors right now and I see us that we're all in this for the industry. And I feel that we've all got a responsibility right now. I know it's really recruiters are the biggest. I mean, I'm one of the biggest competitors out there as well. And, you know, we want to almost benefit from others, 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 you know, others that have lost. But I don't think that's the right approach either. You know, it's their gig. It's that company that's have to for, for, um, you know, um, furlough all their staff. That's their issue. That's their problem. It will become quickly evident to that client that they're maybe not able to deliver. Um, and then you're there. Just constantly be there. Just don't ever slate your competitors or don't ever sort of put them down because that will damage your brand. Just be present, constantly adding value and seeing how you can help. And the, the business will come to you. Great. So, Andrew and Ben, hopefully that that answers your question. Um, another couple here, which I'll, I'll quickly uh, read out. So uh, this is from John DeCosta. Uh, how would you approach? Hi, John. <laughs> um, and it's how would you approach outstanding unpaid invoices for candidates who commence positions in February, March? So hey, a real real issue out there. Um, yeah, Wendy, your thoughts? Yeah, and, and and you know that is when I said you're getting hit at all angles. That's one of the biggest things in terms of at the one point you've got your, you know, you've got your order book that you've probably just seen slashed, and you're now sort of figuring out actually how many clients will continue to recruit. And on the other side, you've got all the invoices that you know effectively you're still wanting paid for. Um, so you have to, and that's where I'm calling it the business ecosystem because you have to work with your suppliers and your clients. In, in in different ways so John what I would suggest is that um you know work with them um see if you can and and obviously you'll you'll have to look at where your business is and how much support you can provide um but I think most people if you're giving something then they will work with you you are in it together you've done a good job you know so you do need to and you 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 quite rightly deserve to get paid but it may be that a payment plan is is best suited, um, you know, splitting that down um, in order to allow that customer then to, to sort of buy into it. They will remember that, that will buy loyalty. Um, now, if they're being an arse about it, then to be honest, you know, have no qualms then in, in taking that further. But if they're being good with it and, and, and working with them, work with them in the first instance. Um, you know, and John, if you want to reach out to me um, afterwards, if they are being an arse, then I'll let you know a few people that can help. Um, okay, and there was a fourth question, which I will mention. It's kind of been uh, answered really uh, a bit earlier with the first two questions we had, but it's this, and it's from Quintin. As well as solidifying relationships with client with current clients, which of course is the theme of uh, this crowdcast today, do you think we should be chasing new business? Uh, and if so, how? Um, appreciate that's probably kind of been covered uh, in the you know, your previous answers, Wendy. But unless there was anything on top of that. Yeah, I think probably just I think I've covered that sort of right now about timing and when to be there. Um, but what I would be focusing on right now is what you offer today is not what you're going to be able to offer in four weeks time or, or, or that's wrong. What you offer today won't be bought won't be bought in four weeks time. Your, your offerings have to change. So I would actually be spending the time looking at your services and seeing how you can you can change them. I, I'll get the guys in the office. Actually, there's a there was a really good um, 
ebook that sort of looks at either different models or it also looks at um, different offerings. You know, there are things that um, employers will be looking at right now to fill their time. Now, that's not necessarily hiring jobs, that's getting them ready. So, for example, you know, when we come out of this, we may have graduates, um, you know, it's the time that normally you'd be taking on your graduates or level of jobs. They're going to look for how do they market to them? Um, what's their employer brand? A lot of clients out there um, in the corporate world won't even have a sort of employer brand on on the website they're going to have to sort of now start to like look at things differently and recruiters are the best place to help them position their brand through this time and those are the sort of projects that are still continuing out there so so i i would also be using this time to try and um, you know, differentiate your, your your offering and look at new products to to actually go to market with and get some buzz around that. Uh, great question come in and it's uh, got votes as well from Ian Blair. Um, so Hi, so. Ian. <laughs> uh, so so relevant at the moment it's the first time it's happened to any of us um i'm sure come on the radar for any of us hi wendy i'd be interested in hearing how you are going to try and keep your staff engaged whilst they're on furlough cool well my diary um ian if you haven't sir already um sort of seen me <laughs> basically every day um post out uh what's happening in my world uh the, the first week actually for acclimatization i think has got some really good tools in that um one of the things i did at the very start um was i mean you've got the normal and i'm sure everybody's using it you know zoom and and teams in order to um uh, keep everybody sort of up to date and communicating there but what was very important was actually whatsapp has been super and i kept that completely out with work you know there's sort of no work chat on that um so every day and every morning i annoy everyone at seven o'clock with an inspirational quote um i i got that from 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 edwin uh Abla, that, that there's a crowdcast with us um a month ago as well but i think it's it's great um and and that then starts off the communication amongst the teams as well so that's light-hearted uh, we have the fish bar i've seen lots of people on linkedin doing the same but at four o'clock on friday everybody comes on and um, is a bring your own. I can't. I can't. All, all our booze is at the aquarium, um, but uh, that's good fun too. Um, and the other thing is, which Ian, I know you you've seen and, and witnessed uh, when you were last up in the aquarium. But our, our stand ups are so important. You know, we've been doing these for ten years, but they're so key now. Um, where every morning you can, as a leader as well, I can gauge how everybody's feeling, um, which is which is so important because you being in an office, you were able just to get the energy off people and know who's having who's who's struggling who's 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 not quite right and sort of deal with that very hard when it's virtual so that stand up allows you just to get a good gauge and then you can sort of have a conversations afterwards with that as well so i think those are are really good tools but there's more and more that will be coming out in my 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 ceo library uh, sorry my ceo uh, diary um in the next couple of weeks on that as well Fantastic um, and, and great answers again. I'm going to step away from the uh, the audience questions just for a moment. Please keep it, keep them coming in because um, we'll we'll go back to them in just a second. Um, but you know, the certainly that last answer of yours, Wendy. Um, I mean, I'm an employee of Firefish, and I and I think to myself, well, you know, what's going to get us through? If anything's going to get us through, it's the passion that Wendy has, um, and that kind of propels me onto the next question. Why do you do what you do, and, and why are you so passionate? <laughs> you didn't warn me about that one. 
Um, <laughs> did, I, did I not? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> why do I do what I do? Um, gosh, why does everybody? Uh, well, I tell you what, it's not money, all right? Um, I think everybody has their own individual motivation. And for me, it was um, success. And I am privileged to be working in an industry I love so much. Um, it's been really good for me. And I want to constantly innovate it and change it. So I suppose that's what I do. From a personal point of view, um, I've been brought up uh, just in an entrepreneurial family. My dad was, uh, you know, went in straight into the family business at, at sort of 16 straight out of school. So I knew nothing different. Um, and I think he, he never really wanted me to be running my own businesses afterwards. But um I couldn't do anything else. I knew this was something that I had to do. Um, and then also, I think probably it helps knowing that I don't actually report or work for anybody else because I'm not sure who would have me. <laughs> so that that all wraps up into what I do, I think. <laughs> I'd have you, Wendy, of course, you know, definitely. That's another crowdcast. So, yeah. <laughs> And the reason I ask that question really is, again, for you, the passion, the enthusiasm, the ability to answer these questions, have things in place, be doing the diaries. You know, it's not I'm not asking it lightly, but there's, you know, there's a lot of passion and a lot of depth there to be able to do that. So that's great. Um, another one at the moment, you know, let's let's talk about some don'ts. You know, what what maybe should, um, you know, business owners, recruiters out there, um, you know, try to avoid at the moment? Yeah, I mean, if you haven't, if you you are at the stage where you were able to be doing some automation, um, yeah, switch them off. Um, you know, I remember uh, last week I got an automated uh, response uh, on on I think it was Facebook sponsored ad uh, asking me or, or from the from a yeah, big well known bank saying now is the time to buy a car. We can help with your financing. Not quite. Didn't do that brand very much good. Um, I think there was other things as well. You know. And, vouchers I know that they're I know that that business is trying to sort of um promote their services but you know really I I, I got a, an alert from a voucher saying that I could either have 15 pounds to go and you know replan my will or 30 pounds for 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 a five-day juicer I wasn't quite sh quite sure which one to take but I don't <laughs> think any, <laughs> I don't think any of them were correct so it just shows you as much as marketing is so important um, you've got to rethink and be in the present as to what you're actually, you know, putting out there as messages. You know, I, I, you know, we we obviously run a sort of marketing machine here at Firefish, and gosh, my my team have just basically had to. We're kind of like we work at you know six weeks in advance. We've got everything sort of all scheduled in, and 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 the poor content team just had to go whoop okay that's all out and start you know start afresh to try and keep the content up with a different different focus but but that's what you need to be doing right now because you can't be putting these messages out um again fantastic thank you wendy and um quite an interesting well, very interesting question here from samantha bateman um which uh, which I'll put to you. It's I've been offering biweekly Zoom calls to groups of job seekers and have now added effective pre-screen call coaching to companies for free. Uh, what else could we be doing to support organisations for free at this time? Okay, um, so I think that's great and well done. You know that's the sort of out of, out the box thinking that I absolutely love about this industry. Um, it's 
you're you're right just now um you, you know a recruitment agency's always got candidates and and and, uh, and clients and you've got the two markets it's a supply and demand game um so just now what i'm probably saying is you know in the next week plan your client side um and don't sort of you know don't rush in there just be there to support but your candidate market is and your 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 candidate sort of stakeholders there is a completely different um uh ball game and they're available they're looking for you there's the demand there to talk to them so a couple of things I was thinking about as well and um, it's along the same sort of lines that you've sort of grouped people together and um, I think what will happen just now in the, the, the world of work is that um, there's going to be projects there's going to be times where a companies have furlonged the staff but they're still got work to do so if you think about it slightly differently and you think about your candidate base um, you have a community, you've got a network of candidates there that are all very valuable and have skills to play. You know, start to slice and dice them into your groups of candidates that have skill sets. Now, you could then start to sell, you know, days consultancy in terms of like projects. So if somebody was looking at, say, for example, you come up with a new concept in the next week about um, delivering employer brands or um, delivering um, sort of content or, or marketing or, or different messages. If you had that candidate um, database already, that network, then you could start to actually offer and sort of, you know, email out these pieces of work to keep those working as as projects. And also that probably gets you in, in line for, um, you know, you've been maybe thinking about this with IR35 anyway, although it's been delayed a year, but that's the sort of stuff that I think will really come through. And, and I think if we're honest with ourselves, this is where, you know, the gig economy, the the, the project-based work, this is how it's going to reboost the economy. You know, it, it's going to, that's the work that's going to be available in the next three, three months before the permanent jobs start to, trickle back it will then go to longer term sort of projects with contracts and temps but if you can get in there with sort of certain offerings and use the value that's in your data right now then then you're on to a winner so i i would be, you know i would be looking at those zoom groups and those communities and maybe set up virtual teams so you've got virtual teams that you can then go and promote to your network of what they can deliver Fantastic. Um, and I think we've got time for just one last question from the audience before we sort of move on to the sort of finale. Um, and I mean, it overlaps a little bit with the invoices, I think maybe from earlier unpaid ones, but how do you keep engaged with clients who have lapsed during these difficult times to make them aware we are here for support? And that's from Chloe. Cool, Chloe. Well, actually, today my CEO diary is all about um, communicating with your customer base. I, you know, if you've been sort of following the plan I've been going through, um, you know, it was not correct to go out to all my customer base and let them know what our position was until I had dealt with everything internally. Um, so for me, um, it has to come from you as the owner. Um, it's got to be personal from that point of view. Um, I chose that I've got a, I've got a lot of customers. You will possibly have less because obviously um, the nature of the, the, the SaaS business that I'm in, you have lots of licenses rather than lots of clients that give you repeat business. Um, but so I chose to make sure that my key message was delivered to everybody at the same time and everybody knew what was happening on that. Um, I actually go through in my video today the steps of, of what I, I was delivering. So you may find that quite quite helpful to listen to um but but I would do that um and then also you can you know you could just sort of 
people have got time in their hands and they're going to have more time in their hands. And this brings me back to the first point I said about client engagement. You know, you're wanting, your aim right now for the next month is to develop deeper relationships. So, so use the time just to say, hey, let's just have a call on a weekly basis and just see how you're doing. Get to know them better. Um, I mean, Matt, you've, you've been a remote worker with us um, since what, last October. And, and now we've all gone remote for the last, two and a half weeks you know we've all got to know one another so much better in our kitchens our back <laughs> bedrooms everything else from being remote isn't isn't that strange and and that's the same effect that you could have with your clients they're in the same situation with you but they, they would love to be able to get information as to what's happening on the market and you are in prime position to to show that i, I think it was chloe sorry i think um that yes, answered, answered that yeah yeah Thank you, Chloe. Um, and sort of wrapping up with the questions from the audience at the moment now, um, you know, so, so much good stuff in there um, and so much of it related to just change, change, change. There's so much change happening at the moment in different industries all over the world at the end of the day. Um, and as a final question, really, I want to throw it out there to you, Wendy. Um, you know, in terms of COVID-19, I mean, do you think that, that this is going to change the way recruiters um you know manage their businesses and interact with clients um you know going forward in any case you know is it even after everything has say blown over or we're through to the other side if you know that is you know a, a reality so to speak because of all the, the different changes that are taking place this is the working from home of course the way that you um you know you're providing services in different ways so yeah i mean do you think it's going to have a you know a, a lasting effect forever you know in terms of uh, in changing working practices totally i mean we are not going to just go back to the way that we were um and unfortunately there will be winners and losers in this game as well and the industry will shrink for a period of time um by a fairly considerable considerable um amount but that will also be replenished as well um, in terms of new startups um, because this gives new startups the time to come back into the market. So I think if you make it through and let's I'm I'm if you're going to follow my plan, I'm going to help you to make it through. You will make it through um, then, you know, you have this experience to really take you and position yourself to come fighting back. Um, but I think that you don't feel that this is a time just to take off and not do anything. You have to reinvent yourself now. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example because I could have been one of your clients that a tech company could be trying to recruit and um, sell to me. You know, I was just about my lease at the aquarium um, was just about coming up for renewal. I think it was June that it was due to stop. Um, I was just about to double my office space. Um, and, you know, take that on board. And I was, you know, I had had meetings with, um, you know, architects in terms of office sort of layouts and, you know, funky space getting created. And that was just going going to get kicked off in, in, in a few months. I'm now considering whether or not I actually need that extra space, although we are jam-packed right now. And we will be jam-packed when we go back because I think that all the obstacles that any company had put in front of them um 
as to why you shouldn't allow everybody to remote working has just have just been like taken away. You've just had to get on with it and allow that to. And do you know what? Work gets done. And I've been so proud and surprised of, of certain individuals in my company have just been like, they're amazing at home. I don't want them back in the office. They are super productive. Um, and then there's others that will just love one to working with people. So I think this is a time for you to reflect on, you know, what you love and what you don't. And that in itself is is um, is going to have a profound, you know, change on on how companies will grow their um, their offerings. Their their their, you know, all. I wouldn't like to be in commercial uh, business, commercial property right now because. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's I, I honestly don't think that, you know, office space is going to be the same um, going forward. Um, so that will definitely change. Um, and and the way that we recruit for that will change. The winners will be the ones that are able to come up and help the larger clients have confidence to take an interview process all the way through and feel cool about the fact that they may never even meet that person in their, you know, face to face. They'll do it all online. Changing times, changing scenarios and uh, changing ways to survive. Um, and those are the, you know, thread points as well of the diary that you've been doing, Wendy, in terms of uh, the last 10 days um, up on LinkedIn. As a final point before we close off the, uh, the crowdcast, just a, just a quick one really on, you know, why have you done the diary? Um, I remember how scared and freaked out I was back in 2008. I had just doubled the size of my recruitment agency. We were up at just under 30. Um, I had I was aware of America not doing so well. And I remember sitting in a board board meeting with, you know, my financial director at that point. He was like, you know, I think we should really consider this. Uh, but I had, you know, a big client was Barclays and they were still committing to huge hiring plans. And we were the main supplier to, to get all that business. So I was like, no, we've got to, you know, be there to be able to deliver. So, you know, I, I continue to do that. And then when the bottom fell out quite quickly, not as quick as this, I was petrified. Um, and I didn't have a plan or a route through. And I remember the people that helped me. Um, there was a couple of people there that really stepped in to give me some guidance. And you always feel better, I think, if you've got a plan. So that's what I just tried to do. Uh, and I, I tried to give everybody a little bit of structure because in times like this, you could just be all over the place. Um, and you could get paralyzed with the amount of decisions that you've got to try and make. Um, and ultimately, you know, actually, nothing's going to change tomorrow or the next day. You just need to move at a certain pace, doing the correct things in the right order. And I suppose I learned that and I put it into play then when we double dipped. Um, and I just really want to use that for our customers and anybody else that wants to listen. <laughs> God help you at watching me for the next probably 100 days <laughs> um, every day. But I just hope that they help and you see what other people are going through because you're not alone. You're definitely not alone. And a wise person once said to me, you know, know what you know and know what you don't know. And if you don't know what's going on at the moment in certain areas, seek that advice um, and certainly come and check out the diaries to get real tangible pickups um, on, you know, how to handle the current situation from Wendy.
Um, so I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, that's been a you know really insightful session, Wendy. Thank you so much for that, and I'm sure the audience have you know gleaned an awful lot from that. Uh, there's been an awful lot of comments coming in and many many questions as we saw. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of appreciation out there to the audience. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to be here. Um, we're going to be doing these on a two weekly basis. So in two weeks' time, we'll be coming back to you uh, with another guest, another topic. Uh, but it's going to be on the current theme of. Um, changing the way you recruit potentially forever um, and obviously during this challenging time. So stay safe, everybody. Um, take care and um, hopefully see you in two weeks time. Meanwhile, you can pick up our ebook at the bottom of the screen, um, which is about how to differentiate your uh, agency. Um, and also please like and share uh, when you see this uh, Crowdcast out on different platforms. Thank you so much for uh, being here. Thank today. you everybody for all your support. Thank you.